Oh, that you got from from the basketball people. Mm. It was from some promo. What was it from? It was from the air thing that you did. Mm -hmm. The air event. Yeah, but they gave you all those cool shades. I got mine. Mm-hmm. Wanna be a baller? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is my song. And it is it's also what I wish to be. And you know, I'm just trying to get there. I'm trying to get there because everybody thinks I'm rich. I'm like, who told you that? Do you, you get that too? Do you get that where people think that you have a lot of money? And it's like, who told y'all that? If I wear a nice snazzy outfit, like whenever I wear this hat, <laughs> people think that I do not shop at TJ Maxx and Marshalls. Because, you know, growing up, I was taught the ways of the sale. Absolutely. Well, well, let's start off with introducing the show because this is the Adulthood, a podcast for geriatric millennials. And clearly, we're trying to talk about finances. Uh, my name is Lexi with the Curls, and you are? Alejandro. When last week, you know, it's crazy. We talked about, do you have GOAT for prom money? Do you have prom money, period? And then after we talked about it, it went viral again. Like the day after we talked about it, the, the couple in Philly, they had like a huge celebration and confetti wow. in the streets. Yeah. It was like a block party for them, right? Was yes. that like a block party? It was ridiculous. It was extremely, it looked ridiculous. And, it's like and, it's and people said, some people said they were cool with it. Some people said it was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I, we talked about it. We said that where are, where is Big Mama getting the money for the goats, for the helicopter, for the confetti, for the party, for the, like, they had like jewels. Mm -hmm. Diamonds. And then she got to pay for pre-college, books, mm -hmm. tuition. What is going on? And then the price of eggs. And then cable is $300. Oh, my gosh. My cable bill is definitely too. Well, it includes some other things, but my cable bill total is 250 And I still have Netflix and this streaming platform and that streaming platform and this other one. Oh, child. Like, yeah, the price is... Did you? I mean, like growing up, I didn't realize an adult would be this hard, and that bills would cost so much money. And I, I see where Peter Pan was coming from. Remember the first time I saw Hook, and everybody was like, Robin Williams' character was a villain at the time because he was an adult. Right. And looking back at it, he was working. He was working. trying to put food on the table. And at the time I was young, I was like, why is Robin not spending time with his son? And then I got older, it was just like, because he tried to get, he tried to put food on the table for his son who ran off. And then right. he appreciated And I think they were like rich too. So it was like in yeah. that. He like, had money and he was like, oh, I'm going to come to your game. Meanwhile, it's like we're going through the same thing now. Like, oh, yeah. I'm going to come to your thing. Oh, I'm going to do this. But I got to finish this first. Yeah. Yeah, and now so growing up, we were like, "Oh, we're not gonna be that person working all the time, and we're gonna be like the Flintstones. We're gonna work for two hours and then go home and spend time with our wife." Yeah, yeah, man. I wish, I wish, because now I have like ten jobs and stuff, and it's like I work until midnight. Yes. Look, me and Alex always say 
Well, we've had this conversation about like, if I really wanted to just to maintain my lifestyle, I will go work at a restaurant. I work at a lounge. I will be a bottle girl, but it just has to be like 45 minutes south of Atlanta. So I don't want to say anybody, but look, I am not opposed. Okay. Because I like living a certain lifestyle. Okay. Yes. So if you see me in Noonan, Georgia, which is like 35 minutes south of Atlanta, if you see me there with my bottles and the, and the uh, what are they called? The little, uh, the light things, the, um, I can't think of what they're called. But the, the sparklers? Sparklers. If you see me with sparklers, hey. just know I'm trying to pay for these vacations, but I will go 45 minutes south of Atlanta. I will truly like honestly. If you see me over there, you know what it is. You know, like oh, she's trying to pay for a vacation. So if they see you, they didn't see you. It <laughs> wasn't you. They're gonna be like, Lexi, hey girl. You gonna be like, <laughs> you like, yeah. Uh, I don't see you. Included. I don't see you, person I know. And then they're gonna hit you up and like, girl, why do you always say that? That wasn't me. Look. I'm trying to I'm trying to live a, a nice life, and I will say that I feel like we are the generation of fake it till you make it. We are the generation of fake it till you make it. We're the generation of maxing out credit cards. We are the generation of we're not really financially responsible because our parents didn't teach us. My mom, I get, I get on my mom about that all the time. Like when my dad's asking, he'll ask questions about like, what's some so and so about your four hundred one four hundred one k, and I'm like. You didn't teach me anything. So, but you have this expectations that I was supposed to know these things, but y'all didn't teach us. Like y'all didn't teach us anything. Y'all didn't teach us about saving because when I went out with my friends, I went to the movie theater. My mom would give me $20. So I'm going to spend the whole $20. It was you never $20. Child. It was, you got what? You know what I'm saying? Like I was never taught to like, don't spend that whole $20. It was like, okay, go have fun. Go to the movies. So I'm probably going to spend the entire money, but I was never really taught like, you know, I feel like that was a generation of parents being parents and the kids, parents don't tell their business, their financial business and the kids don't tell financial business. Like I didn't know financial business in my family until I was a grown up. So I didn't know if there were times, for example, that we were struggling a little bit. I didn't even know, but I feel like we can, we're the last generation of that. I feel like these new generations probably like, Look, baby, we ain't got enough to go. We can't go to uh, Red Lobster this weekend. I feel like it's more like open dialogue. But I think in our generation, or at least me and my parents, it was never a conversation. Like, did your mom ever tell you, like, if y'all were having a struggling time or if, was it ever like, hey, baby, we ain't, we ain't got it this month. We can't go to McDonald's every day after school now. Uh, I don't know why that's your mom's voice, but yeah. That, why does she sound like? <laughs> I don't know. She's in the color purple. I, exactly. Oh, I Alex. <laughs> Look, you no. know, like growing up, you know how people would know that they're rich, poor, middle class based off of what everybody else had. Right. Like I remember at one point, you you be at home, like I only had a savior mm -hmm. for a lot of my childhood. I was one of the only people on the block with a savior, but then I would go to like. My rich, my only rich friend's house, mm -hmm. he had a Sega, he had a Super Nintendo, mm -hmm. he had a Neo Geo, he had a Game Boy, he had a, a Sega, the, the handheld Sega. Yeah. And so I would be like, oh, wow. I wouldn't say I'm poor, but I'll be like, I'm not as rich as everybody else. Everybody was getting Jordans. If you had Jordans, yeah. Lord, I used to think that you was, you got money. 
So basically, growing up, you're saying that you didn't know where you stood until it was comparison. I didn't know where I stood until people came back with a permission slip to go on that trip that cost two hundred dollars, and you Correct. were the only one. You had to go sit in the calf with like a gym teacher while yeah. everyone else went on that extravagant yeah. trip. Jordans. Yeah. I don't know what the equivalent for women is growing up, but I know I never had Jordans growing up. I don't remember Jordans growing up. I don't remember Jordans being popular until later. So I never, I guess I never paid attention to sneakers in high school when we were in high school. Cause that was what, like late nineties, early two thousands. I didn't pay attention to sneakers. So I guess I would say the kids that were polo, maybe there were certain things like, Oh, for women, it was like Parasuco jeans. Yes. Yes. Maybe Jordash a little bit. Cause I feel like Jordash made a comeback. Jordash had like that comeback in like the early two thousands, Parasuco. And it was one other brand that I can't think about. But th those were like, okay, no, y'all have money. So kind of like you mentioned, I didn't really notice until I would go on the field trips and I would have $20 and everybody has, no one else had any money. So I'm like, oh yeah, I can't go to the gift oh, store. You rich. You rich. I didn't, no, I wasn't rich, but I didn't know that compared, compared to everybody or for example, the uh, Scholastic book tour. I always would come home with like six books. And I really, I didn't realize until later, like, oh, a lot of these kids can't buy any books. And I was like, yo, $30, $40, I want all the books. I used to read so much, but I didn't, I wasn't even looking at it like, why is nobody else buying books? They only buy one book. They have to choose one book. And I'm like, I want this Babysitter's Club book. I want this. I want Fear Street. I'm like, but yeah, it took, it was like you said, the comparison, which made me know, because like I might ask for something. My parents would be like, no, that's too much money. But then when it comes to the Scholastic Book Club is in town, is in the school, and I get to buy four or five books and other kids, I, did, I didn't know. And that's a good assessment because I never really thought about it growing up. Like, And I just didn't have the real value of money. I didn't understand the value of money. Like, I remember actually I was so embarrassed. And I'm so, like, I, I'm still embarrassed to this day. An old friend of mine, um, I asked, I wanted her to do something with me. And her mother told me like, oh, well, I can't afford that. Which I thought was a heavy thing to say to like a 10 year old or a nine year old. But I asked like, oh, well, how much money do you make? First of all, nine year old Alexis, nine year old Alexis doesn't even have a concept of salary. So I don't even know why I asked that. But again, I also felt like her response saying like, oh, we can't afford it. I feel like that was kind of, I would never, like today I would never say that to a nine year old, like, oh, baby, I can't afford it. But my response was uh, like, oh, well, how much money do you make? And I'm like, why? And even to, I'm still embarrassed to this day that I asked this lady that. And of course, she was just like, look, like that's not appropriate to ask. You know, she kind of went through that with me. But again, I was like nine years old. And, you know, I never really had that conversation or hadn't really experienced that because, again, I came from parents that did not discuss finances at all. So I didn't really have the understanding. But yeah, I'm up here asking somebody a question that, like, I understand how much, like, what, what was a good salary back then? I don't even know what a good salary was. In the in the mid nineties, what was a good salary? Yeah, Thirty like five thousand, huh? Fifty k was th that was a whole household, a yeah. household income. Yes, a household income of fifty thousand. Right, right, right. I can see that because I felt like most jobs at that time it was like thirty thousand, thirty five thousand, like for the good jobs. So yeah, I mean, look, I didn't have a full understanding, but I got a glimpse of things when I started seeing other kids that couldn't do certain things. Or like, for example, when I'm asking my friend's mom, like, hey, why can't she do this with me? I didn't understand. I had no concept of it. Um, and now I'm like, oh, I see. Like, 
And I'll probably be the mom that'd be like, baby, we're not going to Paris this summer. Yeah. Like, we don't have it. Like, well, hopefully, hopefully I, I'm not in a position where I can't. Because, you know, it's funny you, you say that because, yeah, y'all was rich. Y'all was rich-ish. Because going <laughs> to the arcade, my mama would only give me $5. Because you remember, $5, you put in the machine, $5 is like 20 coins. Okay. So that's why we used to get so good at the game, because we ain't had no choice. Yeah. Like Mortal Kombat, you know how people used to just sit there and play all day? Uh-huh. Off one, off two coins. Yeah. Because we, I only get $5 every time I went to, back in the day, it was Grand Prix race mm-hmm. So you have to be good. So, so you, you have to be good at the game. Because my mama wasn't giving me, she, I was like, can I be like next year then? Give me $20? She'd be like, make it enough. Yeah. And See, I think it, it, it kind of like shaped how we are as adults. Yeah. Like how we shop, how we buy food. Huh? You know, how we used to get one big pizza and then yeah. your mama be like, the pizza can last three days. Yeah. Spaghetti. Mm-hmm. You cook spaghetti, your mom would be like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then maybe Friday if you're mm-hmm. feeling lucky. No, you're right. So now when you grow up, that's why so many people from my generation go to Nike mm-hmm. and just constantly buy shoes, constantly buy Jordans to a point when people are like, why he why does he have the same shoe in 10 different colors? Yeah. And because when he was growing up. He had to wear British knights like me. Yeah. <laughs> he that makes had sense. to wear Converse's while everyone else had joined. So I could see that. Like, so for me, I am the same. Like, you know, again, remember my mom never taught me how to save. So, and also, this is my mom. When I say, oh, I saw this dress, it's so pretty, but it's $400. Well, you should get it because it might get, if it's sold out, then you won't be able to get it like once it sells out. <laughs> My thinking is like, I am going to wait until this dress goes on sale. My mom's like, just get it. You should just get it. So I grew up with a mom that's like, you don't, you don't want it to sell out. And then you're going to be upset. And I'm thinking like, so I have to unlearn a lot of things. So I had to unlearn because I came from a mom that's like, no, you should get it because you really want it. You really want it. And I'm just like, oh. I had to break that because I overspend and I overspend one. Also, when I have multiple jobs and like I'm again, like I work until midnight and I'm a secret bottle girl at <laughs> at a random club in Riverdale, Georgia. Not really, but uh, might be soon. Um, so when I do things like that, for example, I get accustomed to a certain lifestyle. And so I spend with that lifestyle. And also because I'm not married and I don't have any children yet, I am able to spend yeah. money on myself. And so I have to be better about that. That's something that I just, I'm still not good at to this day. Like I am aware that Alexis, you have a problem. I am a retail therapy person. So I'm a retail therapy. I mean, what is it? What is it called? Yeah, retail therapy. I am a retail therapy. But what I do now is I just put it in my cart and I don't actually press pay. (laughs) I just put it in my cart. I want that and that and that. And then it's like, are you done? Exactly. Are Are you... And I'm like, no, 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 just cancel, cancel, cancel. Like, I'm a retail therapy person. And so I'm trying, I'm trying to get out of that. Like when I'm in, like when I'm in a funk and I'm like upset, I'll get on Amazon and just put random stuff in my cart. Like the most random things. It's like, Alexis, you do not need this. So it's just very random. But um, yeah, I'm trying to be better. Like, how are you with your finances now? Because let me tell you, I am a 
Klarna. We talked about Klarna last week. Yes, shout out to Klarna. You know, if y'all want to sponsor the show and, and sponsor everyone's addictions, which y'all do. It makes it so easy to buy stuff. It makes it, but my homeboy, he's like, that means you can't afford it if you have to use Klarna. And I was like, no, that doesn't mean I can't afford it. That means that I don't want to spend that three hundred dollars today. And yeah. if it's zero percent interest and it is four payments every two weeks, I would rather break it up into four payments than to pay the two hundred dollars today. That's just me. Especially That's just being smart, like most people say, I can afford it, but why would I pay the whole thing if I have a free option to break it up into four payments? To break it up, and then you get a whole nother paycheck by them. Like, come on, you yeah, that is like such an old conservative way of thinking because all A-list celebrities use credit. They sure they do. pay it. They pay for things. You're like, why would Beyonce pay for this house in? 80 different payments, and she's like a zillionaire. Why would she pay for it? She can do that all at once. Like, why would why? Yeah, she could do her that. Her credit is probably perfect, right? Her she credit, credit is perfect. So, but why would I do that? Yeah, because yeah. remember, layaway back in the day, see, Clark and them, they let you get the item, oh. you're good. Layaway, your auntie been paying for something for two years. Right, and they don't have it in their possession. Going to, going to the thing every week, here's $10, son. And then like these kids, though, they get it all. They they will never have to go through the layaway situation. And they, they got layaway at Marshalls. They did have layaway at Marshalls. Like, they got layaway at TJ Maxx. Wait, does layaway still exist? Is remember, still they used to have, have a little line when you go over there, but I don't think I've seen layaway. No, but wait, is I it still a thing? I think they did away with it. I don't well, I was about to say, I was like, do they still have layaway? I mean, yeah. it was like a, a cone of shame, kind of, because they used to have a big sign and they yeah. used to have to sit in your own separate line and they used to ring a bell. Yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't really ring a bell, but this is Lexi, she's poor, she has to pay this. And <laughs> she finally <laughs> she finally finished paying off these candles from Russ. <laughs> Everyone yeah. clap for Lexi. Woo! Also, was there interest added on it? See, I don't know because I don't think I've ever paid for I anything. I don't remember because we were too young, I guess. Because I'm like, I, wait, I was used it? to see it, and the line would be long. Because yeah. I remember back in the day, and I told my cousin in fifth grade, we learned about how to write a check. Mm -hmm. That was like that was fifth grade. We learned yeah. how to write recursive, and then we learned how to write the cursive, apply the cursive to the check. Now well, which is, you write checks in 2023. So I think the grocery store still still allows you to write checks. But my thing is, this what I what I realized after I grew up. I'm like, oh, a check. You really don't have to have the money in the bank because they don't know because they're not checking it right now. You could literally write a check for ten thousand dollars. You could go buy a car back in the day. Here's a check for thirty thousand dollars for me to buy this car, and then guess what? You already have the car, and then they put it through, and then it doesn't, and then it bounces. And so it's like that was the, the cool thing about uh checks was that <laughs> they didn't even know whether you really had the money or not. They had no clue whether you had the money or not, and they just accepted at the grocery store, they just accepted a check is not money. They don't even know. So it, like once credit cards came around, then it was like, no, nah, we know whether you have it or not. Mm. But check, you just imagine it's literally like writing an IOU, like. Yeah, I may have it in my bank account. I may not, but just go ahead and try it. But it's gonna be three days from now anyway, and I'm already home with my groceries. I already done made my baby some chicken and some beef. So I'm just like, man, checks was like the move back then because you could literally get groceries. Because you remember at, when people used to go, they used to go fifty items. They used to sit there, 
Mm -hmm. And then at the end, the old lady would bend over. How much is it? Oh, 200. And then she would write $200 to Publix. Yep. Give them the check. And then they would like do a little thing. And then they started looking up at it and all of that. Yeah. We would all be sitting in line waiting on this woman to write the check, mm -hmm. the amount, where it's coming from, who's all of that. Yeah. No, times have definitely changed. Like, what do you think about but today's time? Because I mean, everything has changed. Like now women are making more money than men. Um, <laughs> oh, you had to throw that the the salary you just said, like the, the household salary at a certain when we were coming up was like fifty thousand dollars. We're talking about the household. That means everybody in the household combined salary. Um, I mean, there's so many different things that have changed, like the prices of everything. Like, I don't know how much Jordans were back then, but like I know how much they are now. So just everything has just changed so much. And it's man, it's tough for our generation. It's tough because it, look, look, the other day I was in the outlet mm -hmm. and Air Force Ones, and I know a lot of people will this will this will fill your soul with nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Remember back in the day when Air Force Ones were like $50? Yeah. And people would be like, there's no way Air Force Yes. When we were in high school, a lot of people didn't really wear Air Force Ones at one point. They were wearing like Ciccones and Reeboks. Yeah, Reebok Classics were it. Well, remember, there was a moment in time and history where everyone started wearing Air Force Ones. Like when I was like a junior. I don't know what it was. I don't know if there was a beacon in the sky. Yeah. It's a line. And then slowly but surely, remember, it was like $50. And then it was $65. And then it was $75. And then at one point, it stopped at $75. Okay. And then a few years later, $90. And so now we're at $115. For the regular, just plain white. For plain white Air Force Ones. I, so I haven't worn Air Force Ones in a while because I think the sole is too big. But that is expensive. <laughs> it's too big for me. But what? Yeah, white shoe, hundred fifteen dollars. No, they yeah, like because you know they have different kinds. Like if you get a high top, it could be like one fifteen, one twenty. If you get a low top, it could be like ninety, ninety five to a hundred. You know, plus tax. You yeah. know, for shoes the tax was like ten, fifteen dollars. So yeah. hundred dollars for some Air Force Ones. Now people talk about eggs. I'm like, let's talk about Air Force Ones. Let's talk about Reebok Classics. Let's yeah. talk about Converse's, which was supposed to be like Chucks. Supposed to give you know Chucks for like what thirty dollars, and they're not even comfortable. <laughs> they don't even have any type of support. That's what I'm, not even comfortable. And how much are those now? I feel like Chucks is like seventy dollars. I will because say they have colors and because they have different. They have high tops. And they have low tops. And they have like sponsored by this. Mm -hmm. Look, yeah, no, things have definitely changed because I remember my high-end jeans in high school, the high-end jeans were like 60, 70, which was a lot for high school. And then when I got to college and started wearing seven jeans in true religion, woo, I remember my boy put me on to uh, seven jeans in college, 132. I remember exactly. They were 132. And I used to like just put all my coins together and I'm like, okay, I'm spending them on these pair of jeans. So I remember my first like designer, like over a hundred pair, you know, pair, 130. Let me tell you what I wear now. I'll get my Abercrombie jeans for like, now they're expensive. Like they're $90 regularly, but I get them on sale for like 60. But before that, oh. I used to be an old Navy and I would wait for a sale and I would buy jeans for $20. Like I no longer, 
you know, my mindset changed from college. Like I used to feel like, oh, I have to have one true religion jeans. True religion jeans were like 129, 150, between 129 and 150. Some of them were up to 250. And we're talking in the like 2006, those jeans would be like up to 250, which is insane. But I think also when I got older, I realized like, I don't need that stuff. Like I can give me some old Navy jeans. Well, now I've switched to Abercrombie, but I can give me some old Navy jeans for $20. Get some old Navy jean shorts for $15 instead of having these designer bands. But I will spend on bags. We do know this. I spend on a bag. But I am a Shein. This is, this is me as an adult, right? Okay, so me as a kid asking mom for money, Oh, I'm going to buy Parasuco and all those things from the 90s. I'm going to buy Jordache jeans, all of that. Alexis today, with my own money, oh, I'm going to shop at Shein. Now, I'm going to have a nice bag on, and it might be an expensive bag, but yeah. I'm going to have on my Shein dress, okay? Shein, I'm going to shop at Old Navy, at Ross. I'm going to go thrift store to thrift stores. Like, when you have your own money, you definitely spend differently. Like, cause I know what's your, what's your thing? Like, I know what you spend money on, but tell them what's your thing. Like, what, what are you spending money on? Have your you say? Don't say video games. And your habits have probably changed because it's your money now. And that's probably also, we ain't going to talk, we ain't going to get into this, but also why you don't date because you spend so much money on polo tops and video games. But oh, oh now you gave me polo tops. Now you, you already know I don't spend all my money on polo because I shop at the outlet. He gets the irregular size where the no, no. than the other. <laughs> I am better than the regular. Don't shout out to people who shop at Ross. Okay. They don't even sell polo. We love Ross, guys. They don't even sell polo. I get polo from the outlet. Okay. Or I'll buy it from the I'll buy it from the store when they send me a coupon. Okay, but you're so but the new polo top, so when we were coming up, polo tops were what? Like it's ooh. still the same. The same price? Polo tops. For a nice shirt, you pay two hundred dollars for a nice shirt. Well, it wasn't two hundred dollars in that, but I'm talking about expensive. if you got it from like Marshalls, it's like thirty five dollars for a shirt. No, they used to be like sixty. They used to be six full price, full price, not at a Ross or a Marshalls. They used to be about sixty dollars. Polo has always been a they've always been expensive. luxury yeah brand. Right. Let's let's let's. Okay, Ralph Lauren is That's a, not Polo. Not Ralph. Oh, okay. If you uh, Ralph Lauren, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> like the Polo store is. It used to be no. You know what? Because I used to buy them for my ex. I feel like they were seventy two dollars. Seventy two dollars. But you, if you could, you would be lucky to find some at like a Ross or TJ Maxx for like in the thirties. They were like seventy two dollars. So how much? Yeah, are they? I mean, Polo. <laughs> as I said Polo was expensive. But all all the outlet does is sell the polo that's from spring right. in the winter. The and then in the winter, there's uh, in the spring. So all you got to do is wait till Black Friday, <laughs> and then buy stock, get a whole a whole bushel of polo shirts. Basically, Alex wants you to get your um, your yeah polo get your polo off. in the summer. Get, yes. your, get your polo sweaters and then just hold it until December. That's that's what that's what wealthy people do. That's what Warren Buffett probably does. He probably buys all his sweaters in the summer, and then he buys all of his summer shirts in the winter. Yeah. And so, but see, when I got older, see, I had more money. Mm -hmm. I can go to the actual polo store, mm -hmm. and then I have my polo on and be like, "Oh, he's a connoisseur." Yeah. Let's help him and then give him some coupons so that I can get better polo. 
So if you see me now, my polo has elevated. But see, I still don't buy the other polo that the golfers wear, like the, the Polo X mm -hmm. and the purple label. See, that's not for me. Yeah, purple label is nice. That's the next level for me, where it's like $600 for a shirt. See? Yeah. We It's baby steps. It's levels. So for you being this this adult today, your thing is like everything on sale. Like that's that's your thing. Is that yeah. your tip? Like yeah. this is how you can maintain. You can maintain whatever look. Like you said, you love luxury. It's just the timing. Most people don't have just like you know we talk about thrifting. Most people don't have the patience to go through clothes yeah. and to go through things and to find a gym. Mm -hmm. But if you want a great polo shirt. You don't need to just be cheap and wait for it to come out on the, the outlet. You just need to pick your spot. Like this weekend, it's Memorial Day. You know it's a holiday. And you know you might need shirts. So maybe a few weeks ago, you bought, you might have bought, bought well, you were about to buy something. Mm -hmm. But then you said no, because it's about to be Memorial Day. Yeah. So yeah. now you wait, get your coupon, and then get your shop on Sunday and Monday. That's a good shirt. Get the shirt you wanted. Yeah. Because then you'll be like Lexi and then her friends will be like, oh, he got the polo. He got the $100 shirt. He don't have the raw shirt. Look, the polo man, he looks full, restored. Mm -hmm. He looks mm -hmm. healthy. He don't look all shifty like the polo man from TJ Maxx and Ross. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He'd be looking a little, a little wonky, like he's about to fall yeah. off. And see, one thing I will say for us geriatric millennials is that we are more open to just wearing nice clothes with no labels. Yeah, we are. That so that's why, like I said, Shein is my is my bay. Um, <laughs> you know, Zara only on sale. We I can only do Zara when it's on sale. Um, what else? Express is my new bay, but only again, only when there's additional coupons off. Like literally, I don't buy anything that's not on sale. I will Pick your spots. I do not do anything if it is not on sale. But yes, pick your spots because when you pick your spots and you are a loyal customer, they will constantly send you 20% off, 10 dollars off, $20 off. Like my Abercrombie is stacked with like $10 off and you can use it till this time. But um, yeah, definitely, like you said, if you see something that you like, if it's near a holiday, hold off. But I do want to say for my luxury girls, you know, luxury doesn't go on sale. <laughs> there is no sale. Like, actually, it's funny because I saw Balenciaga on sale at Saks the other day. But luxury does not really go on sale for real, for real. So my secret is consignment shops, okay? You know, gently used because women that are rich... They will wear a bag like one time or for like one month or for one season. When you were talking about seasons, they'll wear them for one season and then they're going to sell it to a consignment store. They're going to give it to a consignment store and then they're going to buy the new bag that just came out for fall, for the fall bag. So that's my secret. I have three or four bags, well, a little bit more that I've actually purchased from actual stores or like from Saks or Neiman Marcus or the actual, depending on the designer. The rest of them... You know where I go. I go to consignment stores. So that way I can get them for, you know, 30, 40% off. And they're still brand, most of the time, they're like brand new. And like one time I did buy a bag and it definitely smelled like somebody's grandma spilled her perfume in there. So you have to worry about that. You have to worry about it like being dirty or anything. You have to worry about things like that. But like that. you just look at all the pictures. I'm telling you, like for y'all that like luxury, again, we know it doesn't go on sale, but you, what you need to do is... 
consignment stores. Like that is my hack as an adult because I will not pay full price. And again, I don't pay full price for anything. Like I don't do anything without going to actually retail. What is it? Retail me not. And I look for any time, like I have to find a coupon. I have to find a coupon. If I don't, then it sits in my cart. Except for Amazon, because Amazon is. <laughs> no, you you right? Because, but what if you want a luxury item that is new, that you have to have? Can't get it. See, we're gonna go back to getting the second job. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna go back to. You're gonna have to. Some people's pride will not let them get a second job, or will work at like a Target. Mm -hmm. People would rather sit and stare at that bag for the rest of their life. Then work at Target. But are you supposed to? You might need to change your style of living, though. If you feel like you, if you have to get another job to to be able to afford the things you want, you either need to overall get another job, or like for example, I wouldn't suggest somebody get another job just because, like, oh, I just really want this handbag. But you can, you can do that. Like, why not save up for something? Like, uh, you know, like with a lot of these accounts, you can get multiple savings accounts. So. Like, for example, I just got a new checking account and allegedly in my head what it was supposed to be is an account for travel. Now, I have had to use it for a couple of little things from here and there. But essentially what I wanted it to be is like, this is my debit card specifically for when I travel. This is my money for traveling. And I just have I have money going over there every week automatically. I have money being transferred over from my bank account. So I'm trying to be better so that way I can have like, okay, here's this money over here. Then I have the savings account here, which is for a rainy day. I, I'm a homeowner. So when my when I had to get my HVAC replaced, I have to replace two units. That's $8,000. Luckily, they didn't happen in the same summer, but they happened one summer apart. So literally once a year. And you need to have those funds to be able to like, hey, I cannot live without air. So you need to be able to have like different savings accounts. And you can definitely put money towards something for sure. But I wouldn't say to go buy a bag and you really you struggling to pay your rent. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, but that's some people that's all that they want. That's what would make them whole, especially in Atlanta. You just make it to keep up with everybody else. Yeah, it's it's a definitely a keep up city. It's a I feel like our generation and I think feel like our generation is very fake to make it when it comes to even emotional, mental, everything. It's like they're fake it to make it. It's like they will spend their last two hundred dollars to buy whatever, but then they really can't. They didn't pay their car note, or they didn't, you know, didn't pay their water bill, or they didn't pay something else. So. It is, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I've been caught up in that because I'm, I've been caught up in the like trying to live a certain lifestyle that I had at one point. And I'm like, hey, I don't have that lifestyle anymore. So I need to cut it back. Like I started valeting everywhere. Who the hell, who valets? I mean, yeah, obviously we have the valet, but I would valet and there would be like, let me tell you how. So well. Woo. I used to drive around a parking lot for 20 minutes until I found a parking spot versus valet. Now, grown up Alexis, and I'm, I was grown up then too. And we're not even, this was like a year ago. I used to, I literally would drive around for 20 minutes. I don't have the patience anymore. You know what happens when I go to Linux now? Valet my car. I don't have time for this. I do not have, I'm not driving around for 20, 30 minutes trying to find, try chasing somebody when they walk out the mall. Linux is the worst for parking. Like I just went, uh, Mother's Day weekend, drove around for literally 20 minutes trying to find a parking spot. And the only reason why I didn't do valet is because valet was full because everybody else was on the same thing as me. And 
But I'm saying all that to say I had to stop doing that though because ballet, like that starts adding up. You have ballet plus tip. That's an extra $25 that I didn't need to spend. And that could have gone toward some food that I could have cooked at home. So, I, oh, ooh, ooh, can we get on the cooking? Because child, we're eating. Next time you go park by the Macy's, anyway. <laughs> Macy's is always, part, that's always filled too, and with all the blocked off. But okay, Uber Eats has been getting me. I have a, a habit of Uber Eats. I'm basically I'm telling y'all all the reasons why my money disappears every all day. Of, everything that you're saying is things that you should just cut. That's a, there you go. Uber Eats. Uber Eats is my weakness because I don't cook a lot. And every so I do my grocery store. So also I do Instacart, either Instacart or Amazon Fresh. So I get my groceries delivered. Which I find is better because if I go into the grocery store, I'm going to pick up probably a lot more things because I'm going to see it versus. Is that what you tell yourself? No, I do. Because if I'm at, if I go to Publix, I'm going to go down every single aisle. If I'm on Amazon or Instacart, I'm going to get exactly what I need. Okay, I know I want pasta with mushrooms and tomatoes. That's what I'm getting. If I'm walking into a store, just like the Target effect, you go into Target for one thing, you're going to get everything because you're going to walk through the entire Target. Same thing with groceries for me. I don't know if this is a thing for everybody else. Look, if I'm walking up in there, I'm going to get random, like, all the ice cream. Because, like, oh, shoot, the ice cream's on sale. Talenti's on sale. Now I'm about to get four of them. I wouldn't be doing that if it was online. So I do better doing online, Instacart. I do so much better. But the problem is my social life is getting back up. So now I'm getting out more. So guess what? Now I'm spending more money on food. This is why I need to go on dates. And child. See, and this is what I said last time. That's why y'all go on dates. I'm spending too much Look, money. Who's feeding y'all for free? Look, they're feeding us, but they're enjoying our company. Oh my god! Enjoying our company. Oh my god! Having a great time with us. <laughs> wow, we both get to eat well. You know? Oh, your presence is a present. Oh, thank you so That's much. That's what some of these men say. I'm a nice lady. I'm a nice lady. They enjoy, they enjoy eating out with me. But seriously, I haven't been on a date. I have, I, the last day, no, like two months ago. Two months ago to a Mexican restaurant. I mean, the date doesn't count, though, because you have a medium boo, whatever we want to call it. Don't you? I, no, I don't. I have a man that doesn't take me out. I have no, no, I don't have no. Um, yeah, so no, nobody's taking me on dates. Like the last date was two months ago, and we went to a Mexican restaurant, and and he was older than me. What does that? Okay, he was like thirty years older than you. He was your sugar daddy. No, he wasn't my sugar daddy. He took me to a Mexican. Yeah. Huh? What Mexican restaurant did y'all did y'all go to a chain? No, it was a like a local, like a local type of restaurant. And yeah, it was <laughs> well, you know what? Actually, I went to a Mexican restaurant with another man on Secret in Mind, but that doesn't count because that's we're not dating, so that he doesn't count. But yeah, no, I went to I went to a Mexican restaurant and had a good date. This was months ago. And then I'm trying to think. I feel like that's it. I mean, I've hung out with all those You say how much? Yes. I mean, I got one drink, he got two drinks, and then our meals. So I would say $45 if that. That's it? Yeah, like 40. Yeah, because it was like a, a regular a regular Mexican restaurant. So do you remember back in the day when Olive Garden was popping? 
Yeah. When, when Bennigan's was popping. Ooh, Bennigan's. When Chili's, when you get the chicken crispers. Two for 20. They, I think they still have two for 20 and Ruby Tuesdays, too. Yeah, and the, uh, with the riblets. Riblets. Yeah. Oh, I used to love when I ate pork. Ooh, that used to be my thing. I used to get that in high school all the time. Like, that was When, when the fajitas came sizzling through the restaurant. Chili's, Chili's. Who has the fajitas? Yeah, the red, the red lobster was mm -hmm. so. But now, see, social media has made has shamed people to the point where I can't take you to get those chicken crispers at Chili's no more without <laughs> feeling like I'm doing you wrong. I told I you, I can't this. take you to get the salad and the bread at Olive Garden, which is unlimited. Look, I literally well, I talk about. <laughs> Going on dates, I tell people all the time, you could take me to Ruby Tuesdays because I actually love the salad bar. Like, I actually love the salad bar. Like, I will be so happy with the salad bar because I will go back at least two times. So, no, I am a salad bar girl, okay? I the salad bar. Yeah, I was going to say that, but I am. I, I was like, yo, I like the salad bar. So, guys think that they, I, again, you know, I say that all the time. So when guys ask me advice on like where to take a girl or like they ask me advice on dating, I say things like that. And they're like, you're different. You don't count. I, apparently I'm different because I don't mind going to Ruby Tuesdays. I, I wouldn't mind an Applebee's, a TGI Fridays. You wouldn't mind Applebee's. I just went to Olive Garden. I hadn't been to Olive Garden in like five years. I went to Olive Garden on Easter Sunday, actually. I went to Olive Garden. Uh, man, I'm telling you, like chain restaurants, look, Carabas, Carabas is the <laughs> You don't like Carabas? I like anything. PF Changs, PF, okay, PF Changs. Uh, like PF Changs. People don't count that, huh? I don't know. Now, Cheesecake Factory, remember there was like a five year stretch when Cheesecake Factory was like luxurious. Yeah. You take a girl to Cheesecake Factory, she would dress up. You yeah, know, she would get her cheesecake to go. Yeah, she would get her chicken marsala. Mm -hmm. She would get the breads. She would get everything strawberry lemonade. And now it's for like married people, older couples. Yeah, cheesecake factory isn't. You know, I used to think bonefish. I always say bonefish is red lobster with a bow tie. And oh. I used to be like, I'm taking you to bonefish. It's not. I have I have been a bonefish and probably. Eight years or more or longer, actually. Yeah, I forgot all about bonefish. Like, I no, you know where I have been? Longhorns, because my mom loves Longhorns. So Woo! Longhorn and uh Outback. Outback. See, I never I never was in the Outback because I feel what? like where I grew up, that Outback, I feel like Outback didn't come until like after I graduated. So I never really went to Outback growing up because we didn't get it until like probably you were in college. So, and then here where I live in Atlanta and I've been in the same area for a long time, we don't have any Outbacks over here. So. Yeah, I'd be missing, I have driven yeah. 20 minutes to go to Outback to get a blooming onion. Yeah, I remember y'all were into it. Yeah, you and your boo sit across from each other and y'all can pick off the blooming onion and just mm -hmm. stare in each other's eyes. Now, because of social media, everyone wants to go to the restaurants where they have all the steak and people cut the steak in front of you and they, you know, sprinkle the salt and the steak. All the baddie restaurants with yeah. the backgrounds and the neon signs. And... Yeah. Well, so we, we, you know, we talked about the, the differences. We talked about the restaurants, how, you know, things have changed with the perception of these restaurants. But today, okay, so 
you, you mentioned $50,000 back in the day. What do you think it takes to comfortably live? I mean, we can use our city, Atlanta, just because that's what we know. But like, what do you think it takes to comfortably live, like salary-wise, to be good and not living paycheck to paycheck? Uh, well, this is what makes us geriatric millennials, because you know how our parents used to say, you know, most of the things that we do, they're going to say you don't have to do. Because mm -hmm. they were just living within their means. Now, see, to them, living within their means means us just looking crazy and just not getting anything we want. Mm -hmm. But we would have money to live comfortably. Mm -hmm. So that's the truth that most people don't even want to consider. Like right. the way that you live, you think that that's living comfortably. But me, mom, them, be like, you don't need to be shopping here. Right. You don't need to be getting Uber Eats ever. You know how people say, if you just save the five dollars or the eight dollars from Starbucks, you can put that in the savings account at the end of the year, and then you can have twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> Everybody uses Starbucks. Everybody uses Starbucks. It's so funny. Your parents, you know, that's the thing. Gen Z, I don't know how their parents talk to them, but us, yeah. they every little thing yeah. people acted like could create a major savings. Yeah, yeah. So you stop eating Uber Eats. For six months, you can buy a whole mansion with the money that you could take from and you, and you know what the funny thing is, like the whole Starbucks analogy or my Uber Eats analogy, okay, let's say I go to Starbucks every day. Okay, I'm saving $8 a month, but guess what? Now I'm spending that on something else. So it doesn't really work out the way that they think unless, unless you're doing some like, I'm not going to Starbucks every day and I'm moving over $8 a day to this other account. Unless you're doing something like that. But honestly... If someone was going to Starbucks every day and they stopped going to Starbucks, I guarantee that money would be spent on something else that's equally as whatever. Like, that doesn't matter. Like, and I'm like, is it really going to make a huge difference? In, in actuality, yes. If you literally didn't use that $8, then yeah, you could have a lot of, not a lot of extra money, but you yeah. can have money at the end of the month and at the end of the year. But yeah, they really, every time they use the Starbucks now, okay, I'm like, y'all Starbucks people are weird, first of all, because I'm like, they, they do too much. The but, problem is you want it. And that's what I'll be telling them. Y'all keep forgetting that. I want a Tesla. Not me per se, but yeah. I want an electric car. Mm -hmm. I want to live in an apartment with a washer and dryer Yeah, on a certain floor so I don't hear people above me all day or all night. So yeah. I want to pay that premium versus paying $500 to live in Ellenwood, nothing against Ellenwood, Right. Or to live on the east side or to live in Riverdale, where it's like $500 a month. Wait, I ain't got no washer and dryer. So. My washer, my refrigerator is white. And you know how people feel about that. So now I, I got to wash my. I just found out that was a thing. But yeah. <laughs> I got to wash my clothes with everybody else in the community wash, wash room. Yeah. I to so save $500 a month. Yeah. Is it so it sounds like we need to just live within our means versus trying to do too much. That's what it really sounds like. We need to live within our means. Because uh, I'm going to tell you right now, like the amount of rent the child are paying, I couldn't do a child. But you know about my house when I was like 22, 23 in the early 2000s. So my mortgage isn't like anywhere near what you guys are spending on right now. And you know what? You made your comment about Riverdale. There is this lady that was asking me, hey, I'm looking for apartments. What are the apartments like on your side of, on your side of town? I was looking just to look because just to see... And I was shocked. I was like, whoa, 
Now, when I first moved over here, when I was in a, a rental town, it was $600. That same place now is like $1,600. And then I'm looking at all the places around that I thought would be cheaper, even the places that I thought were hood adjacent. And they were still like thirteen and twelve hundred. I'm like, people are paying twelve hundred dollars to be project adjacent. Yeah, what adjacent where you have to hear gunshots at night, and people yeah. are paying twelve hundred dollars. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like this is insane. So yeah, it, you can't even even if you're hood adjacent, and it could be next to projects in Atlanta now at the outskirts. I'm talking about like what you're talking about. Like, mm-mm, it's it's a lot. Like, I feel like in Atlanta now to comfortably to have, to have a comfortable salary to live decently and i'm saying decently as in not paycheck to paycheck it's like literally i'm gonna say mm-hmm. 130 i'm gonna say 130 and not and i'm talking about one person making 130 because not even i mean i guess that could be a no because no because then that additional person is going to cost even more money because you got to feed that person and you got they, they got to wear their polo and this and that I'm going to say 150, like between 130 and 150. And that's to not live paycheck to paycheck. And that's if they're living within their means. That's if they're living within their means. And I say that that is a comfortable salary in Atlanta right now for one individual person. What do you think? You said 130? Yeah. Comfortably not living paycheck to paycheck and can, like, you know, can go out to eat when they want. They don't have to wait for the next paycheck. I'm, I'm going to say 50,000. Alex, you can't even afford an apartment for with fifty thousand dollars in Atlanta. No, I'm just saying, if you are a single person with no kids, right? When I first moved here, my rent in Smyrna was nine hundred dollars a month. Okay, right? but today, uh huh. Okay, no, today if that, that's the thing about living in certain places like Atlanta, there's certain pockets of the city on the outskirts where you can pay a thousand dollars a month. Right. But I just told you that that's not the case. I'm telling you. No, but I'm saying it's certain. But see, when I say it's certain places, I'm talking about places that are like, they're livable. But most people would think that they're unlivable. No, like, what I'm quoting you, that's I legit just looked like a month ago. I'm telling you, I just looked just a month ago. No, no, i But yeah, for Riverdale, but I mean, when I lived in Conyers, and there's, there's some places in Conyers. Like, it has to be like some place where you see cattle. Where you see horses, where you see where there's nothing, where you have to go into town. I, I just think they're, I I think they're outdated. And the only reason no, I'm, just, I'm saying you still can you still can live somewhere. Like, you know, you can live there, you can have a roommate, you can pay you a thousand dollars. Oh, if you have a roommate, then sure. Okay. Because I was about to say fifty thousand dollars is not livable. Yeah, no, but see, one person, 50k. Because I know some people who are doing it. You can't, you can't have you can't do nothing. You can't have nothing. You got to shop. You got to wear store brand clothes. And see, then that's just what I'm saying. The bare minimum is living comfortably for a lot of people. A so, lot of people say, I can't shop. I got a budget. Mm-hmm. I got a coupon. So that's what I'm saying. 50K for a single person, no kids, no wife in Atlanta. You can't have a luxury apartment. You can't have, you're going to have to stay somewhere that's Basically, Alabama. I you got to stay somewhere in like Hampton, Georgia. It would have to be, and I bet you. Or McDonald's. Well, now McDonald's booming, but before McDonald's was booming, you had to stay somewhere that is so far. Look, I'm just telling you. In today's times, I was shocked myself. Okay, it I was, was a hut, though. I mean, Ooh, no sense anybody living in a hut, but there are some places, Lexi. You just. No. It's just parts of Georgia that you might never have heard of, and they might have certain flags 
that might not agree with your culture. I know, but we're talking about uh, we're talking about Metro Atlanta and Metro Atlanta. And if I didn't just look this up, then I wouldn't have this information. But because I looked it up, and I know I'm pretty sure you probably haven't looked it up because you, you already have a place. But when I just happen to look it up, I'm talking places in the hood, twelve hundred, fourteen hundred dollars. It looks like it looks like the some places out of the wire, and it's fourteen hundred dollars. So that's why I'm saying fifty thousand dollars can't even cut it in in hood adjacent neighborhoods anymore. And we're talking about the outskirts of Atlanta. We're talking about Metro Atlanta, but still outside. So I think I think your price structure is a little bit outdated, a lot of bit outdated. Well, well, I'm saying 50K, and I'm, I'm just saying that's livable. That's all I'm saying. Because most people are not making more than that. So you have to make it work. I don't believe that, though. That, I'm just saying, the average person, the median income in Atlanta when you look it up, it's your so low for black folks. It is so but let's talk about your friend circle, like college educated, your friend circle. I think that it would be higher than that for our age. Yeah, but we're talking about, you know, not us upstanding blacks. We're talking about the average person in Atlanta who's not even, who's barely making 50K. What do you think? And they want to live in the city, though. What do you they think? Wanna... Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that's because when we talk about it, sometimes we look at it through like a lens of privilege and we look at it like, oh, I go and I just blow money and I waste money. But there's certain people who cannot do that at all. And they're not who supposed cannot, to. Live. Yeah, who cannot live in within outside any inch. They're driving a car that's, you know, 20 years old and they're just trying to make it work. And some people just, you know, they work full time in retail or they work full time just at a regular job. Yeah. So they make it work. You're comfortable and my comfortable is clearly different because for me, comfortable means I'm not, I don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. And so when I think of a household income or like just one person in a place, when I started looking at the prices, I'm like, damn, you can't even really afford to live. And when I, <clears throat> with $50,000, if your rent is $1,400, you are Pushing it with yeah, your rent can't be fourteen hundred. Well, but that's but I'm telling you that's the price in the hood now. So it's just I'm just saying, uh, our how is ours like almost mine is almost three times what you said, but clearly our again our comfortable is different to me. Comfortable comfortable doesn't mean I'm buying YSO bags and I'm traveling to this place and that place. Comfortable means I can I don't have to say like oh shoot I can't pay my phone bill until I get paid on the 25th. That's what I'm saying. So to me comfortable means all of my bills are being paid and I don't have to pay something late and have to like oh I I can I don't have it right now. I get paid again on the 15th. That's what that to me is what Yeah, comfortable is. yeah I, I understand exactly what your comfortable is, but I'm just saying for a lot of people that $900 I was paying, you can pay that. You can find a place because remember there was a there was a video that went viral, mm -hmm. and this girl was in New York City and she said her rent was only five hundred dollars, right? And then she went and she showed everybody where she lived, and it was WeWork, and I was like, this lady is living in the uh, <laughs> this lady is living in a work space, <laughs> and she and everyone was in the comments like, oh my god, she's taking showers and uh, yeah, taking she's showers. taking showers. And yeah. working at WeWork. I so that's what I'm saying. Like 50K, you, you find a little barn, you live in there, you pay 500 a month. At my you point is. You drive a scooter, so you drive a bicycle to work. You're, you're, you're giving things that are non existent, is my point. Your point is you're using your stats from when you first got your apartment eight years ago, and I'm using current stats. No, I'm just using the, I'm just saying 
All I'm saying is there are places that you can steal rent for under thousand dollars. You just don't want to live. No one wants to live. No one I just saw the other day about an apartment, a studio apartment in Atlanta was like two thousand dollars. A studio. So I just think, you know, again, your perception and my perception, because we're not in the space of looking for an apartment. But when I happen to look, look, I've seen the post about Atlanta apartments. The prices have gone skyrocket. I hear what you're saying, but I just feel like you're, what you're saying doesn't exist. <laughs> and if it does exist, it doesn't exist, even if it's far out. And then you talking about, oh, ride your bike. That's not possible because you're in a rural area. So I'm just saying. You, you might need to raise your raise your uh but these people don't have no money, Lexi. You you, you yeah. talk about living comfortably, but if, if yeah. you don't make any money, you got to live how you got to live. We didn't say ideally, we said what's comfortable, not like what's ideal or what you want to make. So I'm not we're not talking and we're talking the what's what's comfortable, not what's ideal. Like ideally everybody wants to make two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars. But yeah, like that is what some people make, but we're, we're talking, the question was comfortably, not what, they, what they're what they going to make. So, you know. It's, it's going to be people that, that hit you up and say, my rent is $800. Not one person. Not one person. Not one person. You're going to be like, where do you live at? They're going to be like, I live right on the train track. Not one person that lives in Metro Atlanta within a 30-mile radius can tell you that their rent is, five, is $800. But, okay. But <laughs> I think your perception is off. I and mean, every year I look for apartments because my rent is going to be like $3,000. Yeah. And I see some places. Now, you might have to stay with a lady who stares at you when you sleep. Yes. But it's going to be $800. It's cheaper, it's cheaper to stay in a house with someone. It's cheaper to stay in the house with somebody and rent a room. But yes, your child, Alex, I need you to go look at some prices. Look, look, if you want uh, <laughs> to... you want to Alex, to Alex uh, uh, his apartment fund, because he wants to... Uh, he lives in a nice area. You, you trying to move to Buckhead? What you trying to do? Like, if you... <laughs> trying to I'm, I'm about to move with <laughs> Fannie Mae. And she's going to be sleeping in the bed with me at, if I can lay in the bed with you, I charge you five hundred dollars a month. I'll be right there. Because yeah, yeah. when the okay. boom happens this year, when they're like all luxury apartments is three thousand dollars, I'm gonna be yeah. right there. I'm gonna be milking the cows every day. As you should. Like do what I'm you gonna have be to do. carrying the goats for. Get on the Get on the OnlyFans, or like I said, like you better go to, you better work at a, uh, you could be the um, hookah man and put replace the coals at the uh, lounges, but you. You can go an hour outside of Atlanta. Go an hour outside of Atlanta, and you can be the man that look. Because, like I said, I'm not above the sparklers now. I will go. You the man. I'm about to run into town and get some for the cows. Look, do what you have to do, man. Like, well, to to wrap this up, I guess the the story, the moral of the story is: live within your means. And uh, don't move to Atlanta because y'all are making the rent extra high. But you know what? For me, my property value is high now because so I feel good because my property value is way up. But uh, long story short, don't move to Atlanta because you're driving up the rent and Alex rent next year is going to be three thousand dollars. So, yeah. Yeah. So, the moral of the story is, yeah, work and, from home, but live in Montana. Yeah. So if you work from home, you can live wherever you want. So you can live in Idaho. 
You can live, I won't say Portland because it's super expensive. Oh, Portland's expensive, yeah. But you should live somewhere where no one else lives. Yeah, Middle America, Middle America, North Dakota. Good old Kansas. Yeah. Woo, child. Well, you know, in Atlanta, we're out here just trying to keep it together and trying not to get got by <laughs> these LA prices. And, you know, but, you know, we, we did it. We had, a, you know, a good conversation about the overview of prices and the comparison. And I'm just out here trying to pay these Klarna bills. So, yeah. And if you paying $800 for your rent and you live in a decent place, let us know. If you paying $2,000 for rent and you want to move to a place, where the rent is eight hundred dollars? Let us know. We'll connect everyone to where they should be living within yes. their rooms. If you make fifty k and you live in a good old life, sparklers, bottles, luxury, get us up and let us know. Now, if you're not making fifty k but you still have that, let us know how you're doing that. Atlanta's Atlanta's out of here, but we'll be back next week. Make sure you like, subscribe, and follow because we have to go. Uh, Sell some wings. I bet you will sell something else. But no. yes, sell, <laughs> you gotta go create our OnlyFans. Yeah. Because you know, yeah, yeah. Atlanta Life Man. Well, my ID <laughs> is at Lexi with the Curls. Alejandro underscore Iglesias. If you have $800 rent in Atlanta, check it out. I don't know why he's looking for this non existent thing, but okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs>